is a Woodside Church podcast. Where two or three gather in my name, I am there in their midst. That's what promise says. Let us acknowledge God's presence by putting our hands together for our glory of God. Come on, come on, you can do better than this. You can do better than this. He is here. He is here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. What a God we serve. His promises never fails. That's what we are singing. We cling on to his promises. Hallelujah. He is here with us. He wants to take the praise and the worship. He's pleased. Hallelujah. As we lift our hands and we are clapping and Ruth dancing here, he says, come on, I like it. I love it. I need that one. Thank you for honoring me. I am in your midst today. I want to speak to you. It's not Mohan. It is God who speaks to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I want to thank God Almighty for the opportunity that he has given to me to preach the word of God today and to include me into this series where we learn lessons from the wilderness years. And also thank the elders given me this opportunity to stand before you. Praise God. So we know that Dave Devonit started this series wonderfully, kicking with, no, we have been delivered from Exodus 15, and then thereafter Luke Clements bringing superb manna from heaven to us. God is our provider. Hallelujah. And last week we have a jubilee celebration here. Hallelujah. We have a great celebration of baptizing five people. If I pronounce their name, I don't think Teresa is here. Yeah, I try to pronounce Boy, Bill, and Benny. And Ben, Bill, and Boy, and Catherine, and David. They baptize and they confess. And we have a celebration here. I'm going to talk on that a bit later when I come to the point where today's preach is all about. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I wanted to start with this wilderness. Whenever we speak of wilderness, we think that God is too far from us. Oh, God is not. Desert means there is nothing. We are being dried up and know nothing. Actually, in the midst of wilderness, in the midst of desert, God was right with them. He was with them. That's what Jonathan brought to two weeks ago. A word from here that in that situation, God was there with them. And this series, I think, please open up yourself. This series is going to bring some supernatural things in your life, in the life of church. I believe that one. Hallelujah. So wilderness. (laughs) We always feel, even now, when we are something disturbed in our lives, we feel, you know, we are in wilderness, we are in desert, we are too far from God, nothing is happening. Actually, as I said, God is with you at that time. He is walking with you. If I put a question to you, you know, in the wilderness, it was a two weeks journey, almost less than two weeks journey to the promised land. We all know the story there. But they went 40 years because they failed the test of the trials of God Almighty in their lives. They're disobedient to God. They heard the voice of God, but they didn't walk according to it. If I put a question today, does God love you? Yes. Are you sure about it? Yes. Do you have to earn God's 
love in your life. Praise God. God's love is eternal. We are singing all the songs and all the contribution is that it is giving us that God's love is eternal. It is unconditional. We don't need to do anything in our lives for us to earn the God's love. He sent his only begotten son because he loved us. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's what Brian brought here. We may miss the words but his actual truth is that his love brings us to eternal life. Hallelujah. So we don't need to earn God's love. But one thing, if I ask the question, do you need to earn God's trust? Yes, we need to earn God's trust. That is where the wilderness, they failed. Because of that, they have to go round and round and round. Because whenever God brings a test and a trial and anything before you, if you obedient to God's voice and when you overcome those things, God will stick. Yes, my beloved, I trust you. Because you passed my test. You passed my exam. I trust you. More you do, more you gain the trust of God. And more God will entrust you for greater things in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is how. Because of that, they went around 40 years. By the way, how many minutes I have? (laughs) Or how many hours I have? (laughs) Praise God. So, we finished... Chapter 15 of Exodus with Dev Nevenish being delivered and Luke Clements. And last week, there's an online preach of Felix from Great Denham because of the baptism service. Here, we didn't preach that subject there, but it is online. Please listen to that preach. It's a fantastic preach where he preached on the power of intercession, where they defeated Amalekites. When, Je- when Moses lifted his hands with his staff, the Israelites were winning because Moses ordered Joshua to go and fight against Amalekites. And uh, <coughs> Moses, Aaron, and her, if I pronounce correct, H-U-R, her, Hur, whatever. Yeah? So they went upstairs onto the mountain and then they prayed. As long as Moses' hands was lifted, Israelites were winning. And when he's tired and putting it down, and the Amalekites were winning. So what happened? Aaron and her, they lifted his hands with supporting him. That's the power of intercession. He preached so beautifully. Please listen to that preach. Hallelujah. So now we are in 18th chapter where I'm going to preach on you are not alone. Thank you, Steve. I'm looking at it. <clears throat> Jethro visits Moses. So I wanted to bring a story how Moses and Jethro connected. When Moses, as you all know the story of Moses, so he brought up in a palace with the Pharaoh's family and, and one day he saw an Egyptian ruler, you know, persecuting or, or giving all sorts of problems and things like that to a Hebrew he couldn't sustain. He went and killed that Egyptian. And then he thought nobody has seen that scene. But next day, when two Hebrews are fighting, and then Moses went, hey man, you both are same. Why do you fight? And one of them said that, oh, you have come here. Who made you ruler over us? And things like that. And you want to do the same thing what you did yesterday? Then Moses got frightened and then he ran and fled to Midian. 
and then there he saw seven daughters of jethro and then he helped them you know some other shepherds were giving them trouble he rescued them he fed the he took the water and from the well and then he helped them and finally jethro has to ask his daughters who is that who helped you this hebrew man who helped us so go and call him by that jethro moses father in law gave his daughter zophera to him as a wife hallelujah and then he lived in midian for many years and then we see yeah we see uh, god speaking to moses in a burning bush we all know the story there yeah are you with me now so then he shared the story with uh, with jethro and then after many times he asked jethro now leave me to go to my people in egypt i don't know how many are they still alive or not let me go to them because god spoke to him and told him to go to egypt stand before pharaoh and release my people who are in the slavery so here moses is asking his father in law jethro release me to go there and jethro says go man went with his family his wife and two children he went there on the way something happened there's a big chapter there something happened he has to send his wife and children back to jethro where jethro received them back and then moses and aaron went to pharaoh and stood before pharaoh we know the story 10 plagues came and then red sea opened and then they are at the mount zanai now the mountain of god they are there now we are coming to chapter 18 hallelujah we see in chapter 18 jethro heard all about god's uh, the power, act of power everything god has done for moses and his people and now jethro moses father in law i'm reading 18 it's not on the screen if you got the bible you can open it is 18th chapter of exodus jethro moses father in law together with moses son and wife came to him in the wilderness where he was camped near the mountain of god jethro had sent word to him that he is coming to see him with his wife and two children so moses went out to meet his father in law bowed down and kissed him they greeted each other and they went into the tent moses told his father in law about everything the lord has done to pharaoh and the egyptians jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the lord has done for israel in rescuing them from the hands of egyptians now i know this is what jethro declared now i know that the lord is greater than all other gods then jethro moses father in law brought a burnt offering and other sacrifice other sacrifices to god and aaron came with all the elders of of israel to eat a meal with moses father in law in the presence of god that is first 12 verses we see that he is declaring praise be to the lord hallelujah now i know the lord is greater than all other gods and then he brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices there this is just a resemblance of what we did last sunday 
In the olden days, when you read the scriptures, oh, burnt offerings, uh, sacrifices is nothing but what we did last Sunday here. When the five people baptized and we worshipped all through the day, rejoicing the way they confess that they will follow Jesus Christ all their life. Okay? That is the sacrifice of praise we offer. That is the sacrifice of worship we offer to God because what God has done. In the olden days, whenever God does some mighty things, whenever God uh, uh, rescues and delivers them, they will bring burnt offerings. In the same way now in the modern days, here in the New Testament, whenever God some something, we come together with a thanksgiving to the Lord. We will say thanksgiving service, not burnt offerings. Hallelujah. So in the same thing that in the New Testament, we'll come together rejoicing in the presence of God, what he has done, the act of his power in our lives. So now come to the main preach now. <laughs> 13th verse. Now Jethro is there with Moses, his son-in-law, and Moses is his wife and two children. Moses answered, see, very 13th. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve, a judge, to serve as judge for the people. And they stood around, his, around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand under, around you from morning till evening? This is what Moses answered. Because the people come to me. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's statutes and degrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. What you are doing is not good. Why all these people who came to you will only wear yourself out? The work is too heavy. Say everybody, the work is too heavy. You can't handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice. Say everybody, advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his statutes and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men, from, men who fear God, trustworthy, and who hates dishonest gain. And appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people all, at all times. But have them bring very difficult case to you. This is a good advice he is giving here. The simple case, cases they can decide themselves. That will make your Lord lighter. Say Lord. Lord lighter. Because they will share it with you. If you do this, and if God, is, God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain. And all the people will go home satisfied. 
and Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and he did exactly what his father-in-law advised and finally Moses sent his father-in-law on his way and Jethro returned to his own country. Hallelujah, that's my preach. I got four points to share. I got 20 minutes. Praise God. First one, stop trying to do it all by yourself. As you've seen, next day Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? God called Moses to lead the people. Here he is stuck in day-to-day things. You know, attending the disputes of the dispute of the people. He was not able to teach the people the statutes of God and his laws because he was too busy dealing with the disputes. I'm not saying that it is not, you know, it's wrong to deal with the people. Here is look at his calling. He has called. He was called to be the voice of God. He was called to be the representative of people before God to take all the disputes to him. Not for him to sit throughout the day, toil himself, and then burn himself. You can't do it all alone. You need people to sit with you to be effective. Christian life is to be lived in community. We are not trying to shoulder the burden alone. Let us not put excuses like how... It is true that what Moses was doing, but here he says in the 15th verse, because the people come to me, what should I do? Yes, I'm called to be the voice of God. I'm called to be the representative of the people, but people are coming to me with all sorts of disputes. I can't, I have to do this one day and night, to, with morning till evening. This is what Jethro, his father-in-law, was observed and looked at him. Let us stop feeling like it all depends upon me. It de- all depends upon you. If I'm not there, things will not work. Trying to do all myself. Only God can do all alone. Not us. Let us not try to become God. A leader out of balance is less effective. Calling and purpose. We need to know our calling and purpose. You know, whenever, it's my experience, whenever I set a time apart for me to be with God, to pray and worship and praise Him, at that time I'll give you a phone call. As Richard always <laughs> mentions me that my phone never stops. That is only 9 till 5 anyway. So, <laughs> so... Whenever I set a time apart to sit with my God to pray, that's the time somebody will call, Brother, I need your prayers urgently. I'm in desperate need. 
I'll stop what I plan to do or what God expects me from to do and then try to go and help that person praying. Nothing wrong. But I'm supposed to be with God. Am I becoming God to those people? Let me do my business with God and God will take care of them at that moment. Hallelujah. I don't need to be there when I'm losing my time with God. That is what happened with Moses here. He was the voice of God. But because of the people coming to him, what can I do? I need to tell. When I'm praying with these people, yes, I will give the instructions of God. But in the expense of my time, my purpose. There's a calling upon everybody who's sitting here. The primary call is to you to pray. And read the word of God. Hallelujah. That is the primary call of every Christian. Who opened the heart for Christ Jesus. And accepted Jesus Christ. And said that Jesus is my savior. I have been redeemed by him. Your first call is to kneel down and ask God. Lord thank you very much. That is the will of God. Hallelujah. That is our primary call. Don't lose that time. And try to be doing everything. All other than that. I tell you. God will not be pleased with that. You may be think that you are doing the God's work. You may be doing excellent job with the people, but you are putting your expense of your purpose of praying and kneeling down, asking God. Hallelujah. If you pray and kneel and ask God, God will take care. That's what Daniel did. Daniel, when Daniel prayed, if you read Daniel's ninth chapter, when he prayed, heavens moved, angels appeared. Hallelujah. Things will move in the heaven when you start praying. That is our first primary calling in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Doing good at the expense of your purpose or calling is not good for ministry, your life. Hallelujah. Jonah, <laughs> we had a serious year. Some years ago, I was part of it. That's why I can never remember. Because I was a part in that series. <clears throat> Jonah, God gave a message to Jonah to go Nineveh. Give this message to people of Nineveh. If you know the story, Nineveh were the people so much, you know, they, they are in high power and then they ruined Israelites. That is the heart, you know, that is what's there in Jonah's heart. And he doesn't want to go to Nineveh at all. He doesn't want the people to be, get saved. He doesn't want God to speak to them. Instead, he wanted to go to Tarshish. Going to Tarshish and preaching the word of God, doing the work of God is fantastic. But his purpose is to take the message to Nineveh. We can do all other things in Tarshish. He can do fantastic job of God there. But his purpose was to preach and take the message of God to Nineveh. Hallelujah. Finally, he obeyed with all difficulties, swallowing the, 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 the whale, swallowing him or the fish, swallowing him and then throwing him out, praying in the tummy of the belly of the fish. And finally, he preached the message there. What happened? God's plan. Whole nation got saved. Hallelujah. Don't need to think like God thinks. You are only a creation in creator's hand. He has given the purpose which you don't know yourself, which I don't know myself. But if you obey and do in the direction what God says in your life, God will be glorified because you are obedience to God's word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Doing good at the expense of your purpose is not good for the ministry. Number two, the task is too heavy. The task is too heavy. 
here <coughs> jethro the moses father in law this is not good you are going to wear yourself out and the people too this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself is too heavy task morning till evening case after case dispute after dispute problem after problem no matter how good you think you are you can't do it all you will wear yourself out and you will not be effective in your leadership a real danger of leading is getting worn out burnout is a real thing as an individual you are a leader for yourself in your life you are leading your life in many things handling the family handling the job handling children um, handling the community friends church everything is too heavy the jobs and the task is too heavy where you need to be you need to be there the task is too heavy struggling that leads to me to the next point listen to wise counsel significance of godly advice and then jethro continues his advice look man you are called to represent god now listen to me let me give you a word of advice and may god be with you moses a prophet a man of god god spoke to him in the burning bush nominated him to stand before pharaoh with the signs wonders 10 plagues signs one one after the one one is greater than the other one 10 plagues finally the red sea opening such a man of god here pharaoh sorry jethro is giving an advice you know one touch of his staff the red sea opened up here jethro is giving him ad- advice man what you are doing is not right you supposed to be where you supposed to be you need to teach people how they supposed to live how they supposed to behave you need to be the voice of god same thing happened with uh, david and nathan if you know the story when david sinned he is a king excellence you know he is there nathan the priest with shaking his hand he has to go before him you don't know how to tell but he created a story before david and then in the story you know he said that there was a man you know he he is done so many things and all of that and then the king david said that that man supposed to be killed executed then nathan said with all bravery he said that that is you my god that is you my master that is you then that correction that advice came to him straight for him to repent we need to listen to the wise counsel please make sure to pay attention to the counsel offered by godly people in your life props 1920 get all the advice and instructions you can so you will be wise the rest of your life there are so many so many props quotations verses are there about the counseling and the advice the way of a fool is right in his own eyes but a wise man is he who listens to counsel props 11 14 
where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Do you want to live a victorious life? Listen to the advice. Take the advice, the godly people advice. If you want to live a wisely and rest of your life, take the advice. Hallelujah. Praise God. In my life, I have a couple of people from this church. When I was struggling, when I'm running over everything myself, when I was distressed in my so many things, two people advised me, counseled me from this church. That's why I love this church. I've been in this church for the past 20 years. It is not my option. It has been sent from my country that you must go to Woodside Church. <laughs> so since that time, I'm part of this family. I learned so many things. I tell you, one thing I learned is uh, walk in grace. Walking in grace. Because people from India, especially we are full of truth, very less in grace. But I learned how to be in truth and in grace. Hallelujah. We need to have both together with truth, walk in grace. That's what I learned. If you are first time in this church, looking for a Bible-based church, you are in the right place. You are invited here and you will be taught many more things. If you accept all of them and adopt in your life, you will never be the same. You will be the instrument in the God's hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what I was saying, I had two people mainly. Shall I name them? Is it okay? One is Charles Bessessa. He's sitting here. He said, don't mention my name, but I cannot stop. <laughs> the day I landed, he caught hold of me and started giving me the advice. I see some sort of anointing upon you. I want in my group. I want in my group from that day till today, he advises me. Thank you. Thank you for such a wonderful man of God. Hallelujah. He's an encourager. I tell you here. Thanks again. And the other person is, I don't think he's here, Nigel Dix. He is one more person who transformed my life. I was carrying a lot of hurt in my life. So much is going on. I was not able to pray or spend time because of those hurts. Because those things will keep making me to go into the wilderness. Thinking that God is too far. But actually God came in the form of Nigel Dix. And then he prophesied over me with the advice. It released me completely. Hallelujah. Praise God for the prophets. I tell you, there are prophets in this building, in this room. There are advisors. There are counselors. There are encouragers. I tell you, you go to them and get advised. You need to have that advice. Today, you know, if I get a time, let us ask God to advise one another. I want to raise Moses who listens to the advice. I wanted to raise Jethro's who can give advice. Hallelujah. We need to have Jethro's in the church. We need to have Moses's in church. It is not that I have to give always advice, advice, advice. I need advice as well. I must be Moses to listen to the advice. I must be Jethro to give advice as well. Hallelujah. That is what these people changed my life, transformed my life and made them to walk in grace. Hallelujah. So that leads me to next point let others help carry the load as Jethro was advising telling them make groups of people there are people who are capable trustworthy people make them 
you know, in charge of thousands, hundreds, fifties, tens, and they give them the empowerment, give them the empowerment and let them deal with the small, small cases and let them settle the case. If it is any big thing, let it come to you. So they are, they are not, you know, he's not advising that you get it off completely from judging. No, the difficult things, let it come to you so that you can take it to God. Same thing happened in the New Testament when the church was growing. When the apostles are baptized with the Holy Ghost and then they started to preach boldly. Church increased. So many people and there is nobody to serve them. They are involved in serving the tables. They are difficult. They are facing a difficult to spend time in prayer and for the word. Let us read that verses. Acts 6. to four. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so brothers, select seven men who are well respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Can you see they're cascading that power? You take care of it. We are body together. Who brought that uh, contribution? Superb contributions relevant to the word. The eternity, the love. God loves us. All these things written in the Old Testament is an example for us to focus upon him. He is a trustworthy God. It is coming out of the evil ways how the ancestors did. But you focus on God. Come out of the evil things. Be obedient to God. That's why Paul writes in uh, 1 Corinthians 10th chapter. He talks about that. Why it is written? Because as an example to us, so that we may be alert not to fall into the evil things. Hallelujah. I want to ask you one question. Do you have a trustworthy person in your life or people in your life where you can go and get advice? Church needs Jethro's and Moses. We are body of Christ. All part has to function. Just imagine, you know, my job is as a little finger. And your job may be the eyes. But if this little finger hurts and cuts, the whole body suffers. You got a part to play in this church as a body of Christ. If you don't play, the whole body will not function properly. We need everyone. We need everyone. Harvest is plentiful, laborers are few. I don't know why I've written that one as a note. There is a harvest outside. There's a plenty things. Let us not block ourselves, clogged with so many things, working on your own. Yes, Satan is very, 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 very intelligent. He says that you are doing good. You are chosen by God. You do it yourself. You do it yourself. Don't join hands with anyone. Don't join as a body together in the church. You do yourself. You are doing very well. Don't join hands. He knows when you join, there is a defeat for him. Yeah? Yeah. He will talk, talking to you. You do. Your business is, your, your, your ministry is good. You do it. Don't come. You just come, sit, listen and go. That's what he wanted to do. Make a decision today to join hands together. Let's stand in the presence of God.
Lord, we wanted to gain your trust, oh Father God, by being obedient to your voice, being obedient to your word, Lord Jesus, this morning. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We will stop trying to do all by ourselves, Lord. We want you to intervene in our lives. We want you, Lord Jesus. We don't want to become God to people, Lord. We wanted to do the things that you ordained in our lives. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank you for receiving our praise and the worship of Father, Lord. Bringing all of us together, Lord Jesus, and enabling us to listen to your voice. Lord, here we commit and we will be obedient to your voice, Lord. We thank you for speaking to us, giving you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.